you know, I could be a little bit better, but uh, I think I think I think things are trending up though, so I think we'll be okay. No, they're really not. But uh, <laughs> I'm hoping for sunnier days ahead. I mean, today was what a nice cloudy, rainy day, so it's it can only get better. We did have a couple of trades. Um, you know what? They, nothing really affects them until we get to the matchups. Maybe let's uh, let's wait till we get to the matchups and talk about them prior to each matchup. Is that silly? Yep, it's mine and yours. I'm good at that. So more points, please. Did not get enough points. Badger Girl did win this one, 143 to 114. Um, and you and I both predicted with accuracy, the outcome of this game. Yeah, that definitely hurt. Uh, he had Robert, Robert Woods as an underperformer as well. Kelsey was his only overperformer of the week, um, having a, a very nice big game. He was the tight end of the week. Um, and then Badger Girl, I mean, she had some solid performances by Nick Chubb, Mike Williams, Dallas Goddard, and Raheem Mostert all going above expectations. So um, that's definitely, that is going to help you out. Um the one most notable thing I saw when looking at this matchup is the bench warmer QB of the week, Carson Wentz, sitting on the bench at 38 points. And he's the quarterback nine on the season right now. No, I don't. Um, and he's currently quarterback 22 on the year this year right now. Wow, that was redundant. He's currently quarterback 22 on the year. No, I said he's currently now quarterback 22 on the year now. I said it like four times. I, that was really redundant. Uh, <laughs> He is, and I know from all the podcasts I listen to, I, I've i never been high on Carson Wentz, and everybody had been really crapping on him all season. 
um, or all off season, I should say. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean they did get a high schooler to come in and start playing for him so did you see his college yearbook photo or his high school yearbook photo before the season started <laughs> um, the other thing that troubles me about Mr. Taco Wallace's team here is is it time to worry? Is it time to worry about the running back situation? I'm just asking the hard-hitting questions. James Cook made a apparent nice week. However, it was only four carries for 30 yards, and he got a touchdown that saved the day. Without that, it would have been a three-point week for him. Um, Gibson under seven, and obviously injured, but Hines with less than two points. That's... Uh, that's really tough, especially when you're going up against Nick Chubb, who scores 25 points, and Aaron Jones with an underwhelming performance of 10, still beating all but Kareem Hunt on your bench in regards to running back. So um, I'd be a little worried Kelsey can't compensate enough. Ooh. It's a good idea. I'm going to send him a trade tonight. So, um, Taco, as you're listening to this at some point this week, if you listen at all, um, no, this is the moment that I thought about and then sent you that trade. So, you'll see the trade first. At the time of this listening, <laughs> my trade has been rejected. That's very accurate. I'm going to make it so fucking juicy, too. And watch, he'll fucking just ditch that bitch. Now, this was a pretty good matchup in... Shut my app down. Now, this is a pretty good matchup in that Waddle Baby Waddle was once again the second best team on the week, points-wise. He was the most efficient manager, and uh, he outscored projections by the most on the week. So, um, Waddle Baby Waddle does have a nice, strong team here, and he really showed it off in this performance 
beating the scary team 180 to 116. Now, both you and I were uh, were we were really hoping that Waddle Baby Waddle would kind of hit a bit of a slump here. He's uh, I don't really have anything on that, but uh, <laughs> you and I were both really hoping that the team that scares me would end up winning this one, and we got this one wrong. No worries. We had um, a lot of we had a lot of overperformers on Waddle Baby Waddle's side. Jeff Wilson, Brees Hall, Gabe Davis went off on a massive week that really hurt me in a couple of leagues and helped me in one. So it's a real mixed bag of emotions there. Yeah, he has unfortunately been underperforming all year. He has not been scoring enough points. Um, and that's the roughest part about the matchups. You never know who you're going to play. And when you get unlucky like this and you are playing against one of the higher scoring teams each and every week, it's really hard to have a shot. So, cup of tea, if you want the trade offers to stop, you're going to have to tank this upcoming week. Save us all. Cup of tea, you are our only hope. <laughs> Well, trade alert, trade alert. So before this game went down, we did have a big impactful trade. Well, actually, I, I think that's maybe more of a uh, more of a highlight is that it it wasn't that impactful on the on the win. Um, reg regardless of the trade, uh, the trade didn't really affect the matchup. It gave Kayla a, it gave Cup of Tea a two point advantage. However, she would have still won by three points. Where on the week she did win by five this week, so um, it was a bit of an advantage. However, she would have gotten the win this week anyway, so good for her. Uh, but Tom Brady and Derrick Henry, 
for Dalvin Cook and Jalen Hurts. Man, those are some big names right there. That is a fun trade to see come across. Well, way to go. Good for you. I mean, go get your guys, right? Um, we did have Derrick Henry was an overperformer. Delvin Cook was an overperformer this week. Uh, getting back to form a little bit there. And Amari Cooper. And uh, the 2-1 to one there on the big games really did help cup, cup of tea. So... Yeah, that was definitely a clutch move there. And uh, Conklin, man, what a disappearing act! Is he a is he a magician? Yes, <laughs> he must be. She, she literally couldn't have made a, a choice there that would have improved her chances at the tight end position. Um, that is very unfortunate. When both of your options end up scoring a goose egg, I mean, the solace of just knowing that you won this week really helps when you get a, a zero in your lineup. I just hate a zero in your lineup. But when you have the matching position on your bench, it's, you know what? As we head into it, it's going to be just as bad as my tight end situation that I tried to make a trade to fix and didn't fix it at all. I had to make a waiver move to then fix again the trade that I made. So um, I guess let's move along and trade alert.
So prior to this matchup, I had hopes that Kyle Pitts would end up playing, but last minute he was deemed out. I believe it was on Friday. So I did have a little bit of time. I was looking at my lineup. I couldn't really decide who to drop to pick up a tight end, so I decided I'd try to make a trade at least. I did make a trade to get Logan Thomas, sending away Alshon Jeffrey. Well, Logan Thomas ended up being out as well come, I think it was Sunday morning. So I ended up having to make a waiver move anyways, dropped somebody, and which I really didn't want to do. But it, uh, it didn't really work out very well for me because then I ended up picking up Will Disley. He's had a couple of big weeks on the year, so I was hoping for the best. And he went two for three for 21 yards, getting pretty close to his projections, hitting four points for me, which at least going up against Kittle, only getting 7.7, so um, half of what Kittle scored, but wasn't quite enough. Really, the nail in the coffin was Juju. Monday night putting up a measly 6.3, but it was just enough to secure the win, so. Oh, he was definitely a major underperformer on the week. Um, and he has been the last couple of weeks, which has been difficult. It's It's been some tough choices, especially after those big weeks, the first couple. So I wanted to. I debated starting Trevor Lawrence instead, and last minute I did kind of decide against it. Uh, it wouldn't have given me enough to win the game anyways, so uh, I'm not too upset about not pivoting on that one. Um, man, it is it is definitely tough right now. Which, going back to uh, Taco Wallace's team, I mean, he's got that quarterback sitting on his bench there, and he's got uh, Travis Kelsey, and he could use some running backs. Maybe I'll need to give another attempt there. At least I know who he wants off my team. <laughs> the one and only player. Sure as shit is. So my – 
overall it's been it's it hasn't been a wash uh, I well here give me a moment on this let's take a quick pauser while I take a quick quick look at how do I get to So Debo is currently the 18th ranked PPR wide receiver with 75 points. Pittman is 29 with, I'm going to round up a little bit here. It's 59.3, but we'll call it 60 just to make it easy math here. So I'm only really down 15 points on the season. That's really not that bad. And considering his last couple of weeks, I mean, I did have a week where he didn't play. So you throw that in there. We got a 27, a 15, a 6, and a 10. So let's average that out at about 10 to 12. Uh, I mean, I'd be kind of right there with him. So it's really not that bad of a trade at this moment. I was really hoping for a little more of a built-up chemistry with Matty Ice or that Matty Ice might hit it a little quicker out of the box here. Um, I think he's kind of building in a little slow. But hopefully that rapport will build, and I think he's going to get stronger over the season. Pittman hit. I mean, he was a great wide receiver last year, so the talent is there. The player is good. He's getting the routes. He's running. He's on the field. So um, I think it's going to come. I also wasn't expecting that Lance would get hurt. Um, that's a big factor in this, and I think had Lance still been playing, um, Debo would be getting less running, um, less rush attempts, and... I know they really praised um, Lance's long arm ball, so maybe more of that would have been going to Ayuk because he's kind of more of the speedster. Not that Debo's not fast, but um, he's kind of more of the downfield target, Ayuk. So um, I think that is also playing into this a little bit and bringing it a little closer. I'm still happy with the trade. With the information that I knew at the beginning of the season, I mean, players get hurt, people, you know, things change. So you just got to take what you got at the time, and I felt like it was a good move. I think things will stay pretty even throughout the year, and it's going to be exciting to kind of see how things end up. But I'm still feeling pretty good overall with it. Absolutely. Well, Christian Kirk, perfect example, also on my team. Let me tell you how high I was flying weeks 1, 2, and 3 when he posted up 17, 25, and 19. Um, following that, weeks 4 and 5 with 8 and 2. 
right? So, I mean, I was feeling so good. I'm like, man, I knew it. I called this one. Big free agent acquisition. He's going to be the guy Trevor Lawrence is going to be throwing to him. I knew he was going to take a step up. They got rid of their awful coach. That was just a detriment to the entire team. So, nowhere to go but up. And uh, the last two weeks, they've been a little rough. I mean, week four... He had the targets. The targets were there. He just didn't catch them. And then last week, the targets were down and the catching was down. So um, we can blame Trevor Lawrence. We can, I don't know, but um, we can blame Christian Kirk. But you never know with these guys. Well... It was eight, it's now nine, so yeah, alright. I didn't know, but <laughs> the more you know. That's why we play the game. Now, the one thing I will say is, at least, Neek did have the narrowest of victories of this week. So, the fact that I did lose does suck, but knowing that I was almost there, you know, you gotta find the small bright spots when you do lose, so... Uh, 134.23. <laughs> you know, and we'll get into this a little bit later. I know we're going to kind of go over the divisions and kind of how the standings are looking. Um, to be leading my division, especially after this loss, where my opponent had all the second lowest score in victory, I mean... It's all about the matchups. You get lucky sometimes, you get unlucky others, and we kind of mentioned that as we're kind of talking about the team that scares me, where when you're playing against a team that scores 180 points, it's hard to win. He only put up 116 this week, but if he had put up 143, it wouldn't have mattered. Had he played somebody else, he would have won. Had he played Cup of Tea, had he played me, you, Neek, at 143 points, he could have won those matches, but... Playing Waddle Baby Waddle, he still would have lost. So um, it's just all about how the uh, how the cards are dealt and who you're playing any given week. That is very true. We both picked TDLs to win this one, and the doctor walked all over him. I guess not walked all over him, but 155 to 135. Um, that's He had about an extra player on his bench.
Very true. Good point. He really, I guess he did walk all over him. I, I should retract that again and go back to my original statement. And Marquise Brown had a big week. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and Najee underperformed too, only pulling up six and a half points there. So um, the doctor did have a lot of big performances, though. Uh, Tyler Lockett went off. The 49ers defense uh, really went off. Mike Boone even outscored his projections. Um, I'm I'm classifying a big game as anything five points over projections. So uh, Mike Boone gets the award, and Devontae Adams down there in his flex. Um, he definitely he definitely had a great week as well. So. Well, he does have a few options on, on his bench. <clears throat> he does have a few options on his bench, uh, most notably his new starting running back um, at the expense of Cup of Tea and her starting running back group with that broken or fractured fibula. But uh, congrats on Ken Walker, and uh, what a week. And boy, did this not disappoint, being the largest blowout of the week. <laughs> Trouncing on the competition. I mean, when you got Allen putting up 55 points alone... That's a pretty good start. And then you move down to the second position on our starting lineup with Austin Eckler scoring 36 points. I'm going to round up on this one. I'm going to give him the 36. Those two players alone, where is Eckler ranked now on the season? He is the number one PPR running back, number three standard formats. I mean, wow. He did. Week one, putting up 11 points. Man, we all should have been trading for him then. Now, she she has had a, a good stretch of easy matchups playing against Kansas City, Jacksonville, Houston, and Cleveland here. All pretty easy against the run. Um, things will get a little bit tougher for him, so we'll see how he holds up and see. Las Vegas wasn't a crazy difficult matchup um yet he only was able to put up 
11 points. So um, there may be some down weeks yet. So don't worry, folks. We got a chance. Uh, we got to get her a loss, though. Still at, at 5-0 and now on the season. That sounds right. Awesome, Eckler. And Josh Jacobs was a, a great pickup for anybody that picked him up this year. I know we have him in a league together. Um, I had him or maybe still doing a guillotine. I don't know if that's the one that I'm out of or not. Um Well, that's why I went out. Well, didn't I start Javante Williams? <laughs> that's the reason I lost that one. Um, I know. I don't think I had anybody on my bench that I could have put in in his stead. So. But Josh Allen, awesome, excellent. And Josh Jacobs were her overperformers of the week. Her underperformers were Brandon Cook and Jalen Waddell. Um, Bush, Zilla, the Achilles heel, Cam Akers and James Robinson were his underperformers. Lamar Jackson underperformed. Tyreek Hill got hurt and underperformed. TJ Hawkinson underperformed. Debo underperformed. And Jerry Judy underperformed. And he had no players that beat expectations exponentially. Cole Hardman? What? Oh, on his bench. His only player to beat expectations were on the bench, which makes it work. Like, <clears throat> insult to injury. The only player that beat expectations, you didn't even start that week. That uh... He had a lot of guys that were out, though, so he, he was lacking in options. I mean... Jonathan Taylor, when you got to sit him, it, it really kind of puts you at a bit of a disadvantage. <clears throat> Michael Thomas, I know he was doing really well early in the season, and I know he had to have been feeling good about those two guys and to not have them this week. It does make things a bit tough. Well, before we get into that, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the league here and take a look at our standings. So, I would definitely say that there are pros and cons to the divisions. Um, one of the pros is I do like our early on divisional matchups. I know it's going to be a lot of fun late in the season here when we come back to playing within the division again. I, I'm excited for the rivalries um, that this is going to create. Um, one of the negatives, I will say, and this is really going to kind of, I guess, hit me. Um, when you look at our standings, I am ranked pretty low. However, I'm leading my division. 
There's a lot of teams right now that are three and two. I am ranked down at seventh, I believe it is. I don't have it in front of me right at the moment. So I'm seventh in the league. Theoretically, I should be missing the playoffs. However, if the season ended today, I would be in because I'm at the top of the division. Now, a lot of time left, a lot of uh, points left to be scored. I got to figure out a few things on my roster. And I think once that happens, things are going to start clicking. I do have a lot of good players that should be putting up a little more points, but um, overall, I, I do think I like them. What about you, Ray? What are your thoughts so far on the divisions? Yep. A lot of time left. A lot of time. Well, and even taking a look at our at the Favre division, I mean, I'm sitting now on the top at three and two, but Bushzill's right behind me at two and three, and TDL's sitting third, technically based on points four, but he's also at two and three. So, I mean, one more win. If I lose and they win, I mean, we're either we're tied up. So, um, and either one of them would overtake me on points. So, I could be stepping from first down to second or third pretty quick here with just one loss on my side and a couple of wins on theirs. So uh, we're definitely going to have some shuffling up coming up on these divisions. The Even in the star division, with how close things are, Mrs. Sirius stepping out with 5-0 and early on, uh, that does give you a nice little advantage. It really feels good early in the season to, to just kind of know that you can you, you don't want to lose, obviously. You want to keep going undefeated as long as humanly possible. But um, it is nice to know that a loss or two really doesn't hurt you, and you get to stand atop that division. So,
I think it's a little bit of both. It's uh, not that there's not players worth being picked up. Uh, one thing I have definitely learned over the years is that we do tend to have a lack of moves being made throughout the season. And it's really showing there are a lot of $0 waiver moves. And I guess, I don't know, is there... Do we need larger benches, maybe? Is is that the issue? Are people just putting in $0 bids because there's five people that are out there that they're like, well, I can take either one of these people and it'll it'll give me a person to start. Um, so I guess that's my biggest concern is that maybe we need to increase the bench size again. Yeah. I do like it over the kicker. Maybe what we should do is just drop the defense. It would fix my issue. <laughs> I don't have to fucking see a defense scoring 28 points. <laughs> I am liking the daily waivers. I think it gives everybody a fair chance. Um, it's really hard to get the alert and have to hop on and go make a move immediately once something happens. So um, we're not in college anymore. We all have day jobs where things are getting busier. The daily waivers, I think, evens things out. Everybody gets their shot, especially with the fab dollars. If you want the player, you spend the money. And there have been a few of us that have wanted the money because I'm seeing... Fab budgets of 57, 76, 54. And those are the players who are making some moves and they're getting the guys that they want. And the rest of them with $100 or 97, 98, 99, um, they're not picking up as many players. Now, it's how the cards fall, right? There haven't been as many injuries to some of these teams. Um, some of the teams where you have had injuries, there's not a player available that's really going to solve your issue, so maybe you don't want to spend up. Um, I guess we'll see as the season continues on, and... So the waiver would still run on Sunday? Gotcha.
can we make a bargain on this and open it up on Saturdays, but maybe if you have a player who is out in your starting lineup, you lose $25 of fab. Yeah. I I mean I set alarms to make sure that I check my roster every Sunday at I have one go off at eleven forty five and one go off at eleven to fifty and one go off at ten to three. I mean you're playing fantasy football, you check your roster, right? Have I been doing it wrong this whole time? You just said it and forget it? I'm cutting this shit out, right? I Just like right now when I'm about to say Taco Wallace, I mean, said it and forget it, right? Isn't, isn't this the George Foreman grill? I think he set his lineup and he's just like, all right, I'm good. Check y'all at the end of the season, see how we all did. There is a league for that, Mr. Taco. Best ball. Taco Wallace would be a best ball mediocre player. <laughs> like I said, I'm cutting all this fucking shit out. Anytime anytime we curse, anytime you hear me curse, I'm cutting that out. So anytime <laughs> anytime I'm talking extremely negative, I double check all this. Later on, that's the editing process, is let me see what I need to edit out and not have in there. Oh, is that where he's at? One four in the work league? Yeah, Kayla told me. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Grabbing a soda? <laughs> uh, so, um, one of my favorite new things, which is making me feel old... What? Yeah, well, I... I know, right? <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Well, I, I started off with a, uh, a a wolf, so that's a barrel-aged, so I need to go with something a little bit light. Week six preview.
Yeah, I mean, currently the doctor is projected to beat me. Um, yeah, I don't really have a great replacement currently. Um, even if you throw in whatever I can off my line, my bench, um, I would still be losing. Uh, bring it a little bit closer, but not by much. Uh, I'm currently projected about 14 points under. You know what? The doctor has been... He's been scoring pretty well. Um, I have not. I think I have a... Russell Wilson blemish I need to work on. And... Um, you know what, Ray? I'm starting to get a little scared. Complacency is a detriment to you in fantasy football. Um, I firmly believe that. That is why I've been making moves all season, and that's why I'm going to continue to make moves. I've made a lot of changes already to my lineups, um, or I guess my my full-on roster. Um, making trades, making pickups, and you got to keep doing that. I mean, injuries arise. Players fall out of grace. Players come into grace, and you need to make sure that you're constantly making the changes that you need to to keep the best and most optimal lineup each and every single week. So um, I know I'm making the moves. Even if I lose this week, it's it's early on. Even being 3-3, three and three, I can finish the season 9-3. and three. So um, we, got, we got plenty of time left at this point. So uh, I have to pick myself. So I'm sorry, Doc. Not this week, but I'll show you some respect next week. How's that? Um, but I can't pick my own self to lose, so um, I'm going to go with Pity City this week. However, it is uh, not a thrilling matchup. That's fair enough. <laughs> I kind of like that. We should get a... Uh, can we add videos into the league chat? Can we make whoever is... Well, first off, we need Bushzilla to change his name to the Achilles heel. We haven't really gotten that done yet. Well, the Achilles heel is really... We, we'll talk about him in a moment. But I, I do like that idea. Let's post a let's post a poll here in the chat. If you lose the doctor, you gotta post a video of yourself taking a shot of doctor. You can buy a mini bottle. Pocket shot. Alright, so moving on. Is it snowing in Vermont? Verse the Achilles heel. 
which no longer referring to him as Bushzilla, he is now the Achilles heel from this moment on out. <laughs> we have the power. We have the technology. Yeah, could be could be nothing at all. Could be something major. Who knows at this point? Um, you know, this would have been a very good contest for game of the week with the closeness of the projections. Um, however, no offense to either of you, but both have been scoring under projections for the last couple of weeks, and um, I just. I don't know if it'll be a high-scoring affair this week either with some of the questionables and outs that we do have on the current rosters, as well as bye weeks hitting really does help limit the amount of options that we do have. Um, you know, I mean, like, for example, Derrick Henry is hitting the bench this week, so um, I guess we will see on this one. I am going to, you know... The Akers-Robinson project has really kind of been failing, and unless Lamar puts up a massive week to compensate, I think you're going to take this one. Well, you can't pick against yourself. Who, who would ever say, yeah, I'm going to lose this week? Even then, you got to say you're going to win. Speak, speaking of, for... That's uh, putting in somebody a little bit too early when they come back and they shouldn't have uh, can sometimes be a little bit of a roller coaster. You you think you're going to get a nice big week, you go up to the top, and then all of a sudden, click, click, well, you fall to the bottom and you get a not-so-pretty score, single digit. Yeah, it's it, it's gonna be an upgrade. Bringing up his 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 only tight end on the bench is Tunyon, so uh, making the assumption he's gonna be in without a move here. Um, I do think that's gonna be a bit of an upgrade. Oh, he is pissed. 
he did not look happy at the end of that game. He is going to take it out on New York. Use the verb, uh, use the abbreviation. <laughs> then you don't have to spell. So moving on to our next matchup, more points, please, is going up against Mrs. Sirius. So Mrs. Sirius now is finally not the game of the week. Um, more points, please, needs to score some more points with the lack of running backs on the roster, we got a few bye weeks hitting, which is going to make some decisions a little more difficult. Um, I do think that Josh Allen, awesome excellence, they're gonna have a uh, they're gonna have a bit of their way with more points, please. Allen Lazard, like we just said, hopefully Aaron Rodgers goes nuclear this week. Um, even with Josh Jacobs being out, I think that she's going to have a bit of an advantage here. And we'll end up taking this one in the end. And unfortunately, that'll bring her to 6-0, and but uh, she's going to lose next week. So moving right along, we got Waddle Baby Waddle versus Neek. Now, we do have some bye weeks coming up. Um, does he even have another? So we definitely have some. So we got some moves coming on the quarterback front here. Um, he's got to do something because Jared Goff is on bye. So we're definitely going to see some movement on this roster. Pitch you 10 bucks, I'm going to get him. Yeah, guess who else needs a quarterback? You're good though, right? I'm just making sure you're not... Because my waiver's already in for him, so... <laughs> I'm, I will drop Russell Wilson like it's fucking hot for Geno Smith right now. I'm going to cut this motherfucker out. I just cursed, so I have to.
Well, I wouldn't say it's paying off big. It paid off last week, and it paid off in week one. But weeks two, three, and four, it... Yeah. I mean, he's got a shot at most of the Bills' touchdowns, so I guess it's not a bad move. There's a team that's going to... Yeah, at the moment with the... With the lack of quarterback and not a lot out there, I don't know. He's going to have to make a trade if he wants to go to quarterback. I think this might be the week that he's going to crash down a little bit. He's been scoring pretty hot lately. So um, I'm also going to pick Neek this week. All right, moving on. We have the team that scares me against Cup of Tea. And I... I think Cup of Tea has turned things around. I think she's going to. I think she's going to take this one against Mr. Scary here. I think the real question is, after a couple of zeros, do you throw in Conklin or do you throw in Dalton Schultz? I mean, neither one really kind of made you feel good. So um, I'm going to be very curious on which tight end she does play or does she make a move and get rid of one? A.J. Brown, you know he's going to bounce back a little bit. Um, Cooper Cup always puts up big numbers. You got Dalvin Cook, Jalen Hurts. You got some pretty strong firepower over on the right-hand side there. Um, But what a good move on the trade to now match up your quarterback and wide receiver, especially a wide receiver like A.J. Brown. I mean, you have a good wide receiver and you have his good quarterback. You're getting double points now every time those touchdowns will be thrown, and you know the regression's going to turn around and A.J. Brown's going to get his. He is a touchdown machine. He always has been, so uh, touchdowns will come for him, and it's going to be really nice for a cup of tea. It's 
Yeah, I mean, when things line up that perfectly, I mean, she had a running back you wanted, and the quarterback you had, she had the wide receiver for. And not only just the wide receiver, but the top wide receiver on the team. Um, That's really the best way to pair up your quarterback-wide receiver duo. So, um, yeah, that made that kind of a no-brainer, and that's going to be a fun trade to kind of watch the unfoldings of this year. <laughs> so, who'd you pick on that one? Well, it's not for lack of trying if he doesn't. Um, I think I've gotten about seven trade offers from him since we started recording this podcast. Instead of the team that scares me, it should be the team that doesn't surprise me. With the trade offers. (laughs) I don't know. I think that's starting to get a little bit too long. We might have to abbreviate some of those words. So if anybody's got any ideas on how to abbreviate the words and how to fit that into the given character limit, please flow it through in the chat down below. You gotta love the matrimony matchups, and this one is going to be good. Both teams have definitely put up some good points this week. They're currently projected to be pretty close. We only got a five-point differential on the week here. The bye weeks really aren't playing in too poorly um, for either team. So um, I, I really think this is going to be a really fun one. TDLs does have a lot of negative matchups for his players. Um, Najee coming off a really tough week now facing up against Tampa. Um, So I guess we'll see how this one does end up playing out. But I think we got to give the edge to Badger Girl on this. I think we got to give the edge to Badger Girl on this one. Chubb doesn't have it easy either, though. He's going up against New England. Yeah, that's very true.
on paper they're built to run the ball and with the departures of Adams, everybody thought that it was just going to be flown. This entire offense was going to be flown through Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and it just has not been. So I don't know if things just aren't quite clicking right or if is is it going to at some point this season. You got to think it's going to. I would agree with that. I was actually watching a clip of kind of the the last couple of plays of the game where uh, Rodgers and LaFleur were kind of talking and and you just kind of see LaFleur mouthing his words and just saying, okay, so you want to throw the ball? All right, go ahead. Oh, Yes, I picked Badger Girl. <laughs> Indeed, I, uh, I love spending money. All right, well, good Good luck everybody. Have a great week and uh score some points. All right, goodbye. <laughs>